while your day is winding down. They're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day. From local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard. To listen. And where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. Welcome back. Uh, so, uh, as you guys know, there were there was a contest that we had over the first two hours. They were giving away Red Sox tickets, four of them, for the Sunday game at 7 p.m. Um, they were donated generously by the law office of Lang, Exaferis, and Bullard, a great local law firm with very experienced attorneys, including former New Bedford Mayor Scott Lang. Those are his those are his um, tickets, uh, his season tickets. There's four of them. Uh, they're great seats. They're they're under uh, they're they're under shade. So even if it's inclement weather, you'll still be uh, dry and you'll enjoy it. Um, so uh, we did a drawing at the at the news break, and the winner is Joe from New Bedford. Joe from New Bedford is the winner. He had the story of his uh, how he would uh, take his father who just turned 90 said he hadn't been there in a while and he doesn't know how many opportunities left well you have an opportunity this sunday joe from new bedford at 7 p.m to go see the red sox play the st louis cardinals that's thanks to former new bedford mayor scott lang of lang the law firm of lang exafaris and bullard a great local law firm if you need a legal service you should check them out we appreciate uh, Mayor Lang's generosity and his continued engagement with uh, this program and with the audience and on the things that matter. So I sent uh, that email to for, uh, to um, Mayor Lang and uh, Joe from New Bedford. You should be getting the tickets soon uh, via electronically. So that's Sunday, 7 p.m. Enjoy the game, Joe. Hope you and your dad have a good time. So... 508-996-0500. We can take your messages on the app chat. Uh, Marcus Uno from New Bedford says there's an epidemic of people flying in from the rest of the world and overstaying visas. Yeah, that's like half the people that are here uh, without legal authorization. And he says, but that doesn't sell uh, That doesn't sell hate as well as the Mexican immigrants coming over the border. Yes, I agree with that as well. It's not as scary when it's not brown people, right? For a lot of, for a lot of people, it's not as scary. Um, I, I think that's probably part of the issue, you know. Um, it's like when Trump said, why can't we get more people in these, like, East, uh, Western European countries? Why do they have to come from these crap old countries, right? And which countries was he, was he naming? It's, it's very clear what a, the crux of a lot of this issue is. 508-996-0500. Good evening. Hey, good evening. What's up? Um, let's see. Baker and Warren, I'd go with Baker. And I'm happy. Yeah, why is that? Indians gotta go. She's a kook. Why is she a kook? She she's like that Bulger and MTG and Trump and. I mean, she's diametrically opposed to everybody you just mentioned. I just I'm sick of the I'm sick of the screwballs in Washington. They need to get them out of there, all of them. Well, but what makes Elizabeth Warren a screwball? She's just nuts. She lies about everything. I'm an Indian. I'm an Indian. No, you're not an Indian. 
Yeah, the way she handled that was pretty bad. Um, too liberal. Too liberal. But that doesn't mean she's a screwball. She's a pretty well-educated person. There's nothing wrong with being a little bit liberal, but when you're over-liberal, it's too much. To just Why is that? Right. It's just ridiculous. No, it's not. I don't think it... I, you know what? I don't think it is just like the far right. I don't really think it is. Well, like, the far right, it's different. I don't think, I don't think like... I don't think Elizabeth Warren is out there talking about, like... Jewish space lasers like Marjorie Taylor no, Greene is. That, I don't mean that way. I mean, I'm just saying that liberals want everybody to do something a certain way, and then the far right thinks everybody should march around like Adolf Hitler. That's the difference. <laughs> everybody should march around like Adolf Hitler. I'm joking, <laughs> but you know what? You get my point. Yeah, yeah. And as far as illegal immigrants, we're all immigrants, but Look at all these homeless people out there. And we're sitting here worried about people coming in this uh, these other countries. We're letting them stay here. We're giving them hotels and all that crap. Giving them driver's license. They should get them on a jet and fly them back. They Why? shouldn't have brought them in the Martha's They should have, we should have loaded them on a jet and got Why? them out of there. Why? Why? Because they... They came here illegally. But the people that that were here from Martha's Vineyard were here legally. So you're saying the ones that Santos... Yep, they were here legally. Okay, if they were here legally, that's a different story. But I'm just saying that there's all these homeless people out there. They're not all addicts. They're not, you know, whatever you want to say. Well, I think... I I don't think it's a... I don't think it's an either-or situation, right? Yeah, I think we need to start taking care of our own people and stop worrying about being the world police, honestly. Well, us being the world police is in large a big part of our immigration problem because our meddling in foreign affairs, particularly in Central America, is what causes a lot of the terrible conditions that cause people to flee to the United States. And I'll agree with you, Trump really didn't do a damn thing about illegal immigration that was all a show the wall was all a show and, mm-hmm. but yet his followers are convinced he was going to build the wall and they still think he's going to build a wall yeah it's it's crazy it's crazy it's just it, the, the whole damn thing's insane they need to ban cnn and fox because these people sit there and watch that and i don't know maybe that's where they're getting brainwashed but it's just crazy it, it, it's insane yeah i've never seen anything like this in my life it's nuts yeah i mean it is it's too bad there's just a lot of hysteria and panic around it and i think it's the problem is that congress is failing to act and that's why i think you know we're doing driver's licenses laws and things like that in other states because we have to act where congress isn't acting um and so uh, and i think we you know you look at like things like marijuana laws right that go state by state right i think we have typically states have agreements on certain things that the federal government doesn't agree on that we say well you know what that isn't as morally that isn't as morally reprehensible or as detestable as the federal government's laws are written to you know reflect right so i think you know there's a certain amount of discretion i guess that we have to practice in order to uh in order to make a situation that the federal government is making worse better um so yeah. i you know i think that's the big problem is that our federal government won't do anything oh and real quick i remember the oh i watched i've been watching the red Sox since i was a little kid and i can remember the crowds being a lot more hostile than they are now since they won the world series 
it's kind of mellowed out a little bit in Fenway, but Fenway used to be an ugly place. Blue in people throwing stuff on the field, stuff like that. But, yeah, I remember the 04 World Series, the playoffs, the whole thing. I was sick with pneumonia. I still watched it. But um, there was an eclipse that night, too. Yeah. I uh, remember. There was an eclipse that night? I didn't know that, actually. Yes, there was. Wow, uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. McCarthy, I don't think he's with you anymore. But he, he would have told. He probably would have remembered that too. Yeah, uh, yeah that was kind of a weird night. Yeah, yeah, it was, like, it was. I mean, the whole thing was incredible. You had the reverse sweep right in the ALCS, and then yeah. they then they they won another four straight after that. It was pretty pretty well, incredible they stuff. The, they had the team to do it. That was a monstrous team. Yeah. And they they were good at coming back. Like they they did um, a couple of times that season. They looked like they were done, and they came back. Yeah. So that's what I mean. That's uh, that was a good team. Probably never see another Red Sox team like that again. Even though they won a couple more times since, but yeah, it, yeah, it was it's one of those things. You just had a special group of people come together. It was really talented. Um, and just everything clicked at the right time. And the best picture I've ever seen in my life would be Pedro in his prime. I'm talking before they burnt him out. I yeah. old four is kind of burnt out. And Big Poppy has to be the best hitter I've ever seen. Yeah, I mean, I had the Boston Globe reporter on, Chad Finney, had said, um, the Red Sox reporter, he had said um, that basically Ortiz got the hit that the other guys couldn't, right? The hit that, yeah. that Ted Williams couldn't get, the the hit that Yastrzemski couldn't get, right? He he yeah. got the hit that the others couldn't. He's the one that finally got them over okay. that hump. Yeah, the big three, man. You got Teddy and uh, Ortiz. Ted's got the most. I think Ted's got the most home runs. And then Big Poppy's number two, and then Yaz is three. But Yaz was the best left fielder as far as playing left field, I think, ever. Right, the Red Sox, but he's a little before my time. I was a little kid when he was retiring, so but I've seen photos of him. He made some incredible plays. Yeah, um, yeah, I think, um, yeah, uh, and it's it's cool, you know. Uh, over the last twenty years or so, fifteen or so years, uh, it's really redeveloped into an, uh, a, a, a culture of winning again. And I think you're seeing that with a lot of Boston sports, a lot of New England sports. Patriots oh, yeah. had their run. Uh, Bruins. You know, that was disappointing, but they have won a Stanley Cup in the last, you know, 10, 12 years. And, yeah. you know, they, they're they're still poised to be a good team. And, you know, Celtics uh, the Celtics, Celtics, Celtics won one in 08. They, they, they're still now a perennial contender. They're in a tight series with Philadelphia, but Philadelphia is a contender too. And they just, and the Celtics just made the finals um, last year. So, you know, there's a lot of that, that tradition of winning is still, is still, Pretty pretty strong here in New England. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I was happy too because I saw the duck votes when that happened. I was happy for Paul Pierce. All those years he played on the Celtics, and they didn't win anything. And finally, they won, and he's up at the front of the boat smoking a cigar. You know, it kind of felt good for him that he finally won a championship. Yeah, yeah. So, but as far as uh, yeah, illegal immigrant—I don't know. I think as far as the illegal immigration, I think we need to worry about our own people. And as far as people coming over here legally, that's fine. We're all immigrants. 
except for the American Indians. They have no, they would have before anybody else, I believe. Right. And that's just how I feel about it. We should be taking care of our own, our own people. Yeah, I think it's again, it's not. It's, I don't think those things are mutually exclusive. But all right, you have a good night. You as well. Thanks. 508-996-0500. Congrats to Joe in New Bedford who won the Red Sox tickets. He talked about uh, taking his 90-year-old father to the game. Um, and uh, he has an opportunity to this Sunday because uh, because of former New Bedford Mayor Scott Lang and the law offices of Lang, Exaferis, and Bullard. So... Again, we want to uh, we want to thank former mayor New Bedford uh, New, former New Bedford mayor Scott Lang and Lang Exaferis and Bullard for generously donating uh, um, Scott's uh, season tickets. We do appreciate it, Scott. We appreciate his continued engagement with this audience, with the people of New Bedford and the South Coast, um, and uh, and his generosity. So, thank you uh, and his sponsorship of this program. Uh, the law office of Lang Exaferis and Bullard is. A great law firm, one of the staple law firms in New Bedford in the South Coast. So uh, if you have a legal issue, you know, um, I think uh, former Mayor Lang is your guy. He's a very seasoned, experienced attorney. 508-996-0500 here with you on a Friday night. On a Friday night, I'm here till 10. We're talking about the... Lifting of Title 42, uh, you know, the lifting of the Title 42 immigration policy. We're talking about the Red Sox. We're talking about whatever you want. Open phone lines for the rest of the program. So uh, I'm going to take this break. We'll be right back. Um. Hey, welcome back to the show. I'm Marcus, 508-996-0500 is how you can join us this evening. We can take your messages on the app chat. We've been talking about the lifting of Title 42, which was implemented during the Trump uh, uh, administration, was basically a guise for him to turn away from more immigrants um, under the uh, auspices of uh, public health, um, when in reality, uh, Trump was, and the Trump administration was putting choke points on all forms of immigration or migration to the United States, both authorized and unauthorized um, throughout his tenure. He didn't want immigrants here. It's very clear. He's very, it's very clear um, that he didn't want immigrants here based on the policies that he implemented. So one of the things is, you know, that happened since then is the Kevin McCarthy uh, led Republican House. Uh, they've got a very slim majority, and that's reflected, I think, in the vote. It was a close vote, but they passed a bill, right? A bill that doesn't have really any shot of passing. Of course, you know, most bills don't have a shot of passing. Sometimes uh, chambers pass them, especially the House, because it's easier to pass things in the House um, as a political statement, which is what Kevin McCarthy did. Is we have this border bill, right? And it's like one of the their typical, you know, that's their typical Republican. Um, you know, tough on tough on immigration, tough on immigrants uh, type of uh, type of governance. It's you know we're going to add more security at the border. We're going to pour hot lava or in the eyes of immigrants who dare even think about coming here um, uh, d- uh, illegally, right? And it's you know it just it strengthens uh, punishments for people who are undocumented immigrants. It's supposed to add more security at the border, make it harder to come here, all that stuff. Typical stuff, you know. Typical, um, <laughs> typical, typical Republican anti-immigrant, uh, uh, anti-immigrant rhetoric. So um, the. The thing is, is that I think what we found over the last 50 or so years is that 
this type of um, hard-nosed, boorish uh, policymaking with respect to immigration has had the opposite intended effect. Um, and it gets to the point where it's so obvious that it had an it's had an opposite intended effect that you wonder if it's really about curbing the the rise of undocumented migrants in America and more about punishing people you don't like, which I think is the centerpiece of a lot of Republican policy making. Right? Um, it's kind of like when Trump told uh, Trump told a, a rally of police off a group of police officers to hit people hit a hit a uh, hit a guy's head off the car door when um, when they're bringing uh, when they're when they're putting them in the car. I think a lot of that rhetoric is really just about punishment. It's not really about solving a problem i think that's actually the rhetoric but i think that was the rhetoric behind trying to repeal the driver's license bill it was really about like it was really emotionally based it wasn't about solving a problem the problem was here and continues to be until this law is implemented and we'll see how it pans out of course but the problem is here is that we have migrants here that don't have a documented status. That's part of part of the problem with that is that we have a federal government that refuses to do anything about immigration. So the solution to that is to uh, allow immigrants who have the proper records to get driver's licenses. So because they're still here, they're participating in the labor market, right? And in, 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 a, in, a, in, a, in a fundamental way. Um, frankly, especially with the tight labor market we have and the job openings we have, we actually have to invite more immigrants to solve the problem of the job openings that we have. So the, and they have to get to work. They have to get to their jobs. How are they getting there? A lot of them are driving. They don't have driver's licenses, but how else are they going to get to work? There's no way for them to get their driver's licenses, but they still have to get to work. And by the way, you need them to get to work. We all do. We all do. Migrant labor is a centerpiece of a strong economy. And it's unfortunate, but even uh, even labor that is done by undocumented immigrants, it's unfortunate that they're unable to get that documented status. Um, but we still, we, we still enjoy the fruits of that labor. So what's the solution? Well, instead of having, uh, you know, 200,000 or so untrained drivers driving all around the world, uh, driving all over the, the Commonwealth, right? untrained drivers, we can give them driver's licenses, allow them to legally operate a vehicle with the proper training and more safe, make our roads more safer. So that bill that's going to be implemented solves a problem. Repealing it, it didn't solve a problem. And furthermore, all the arguments around it were purely emotional. It was all emotionally based. Oh, it's, oh, well, they're here illegally. We shouldn't reward be bad behavior, whatever. All of, those, all of those arguments aren't pragmatic. They are emotional. They are erratic. They are punitive, needlessly so. So I think you see that with, the enfor with stricter enforcement of immigration policies, with, an, with, with a, uh, a philosophy of, Stronger enforcement, stricter uh, immigration policies as a deterrent. We have found that that has been an absolute failure. We saw it with um, the cut. We, we saw it in the with the 1965 Immigration Act that made it harder for circular migration to happen. We used to have a we used to have a pretty free flowing immigration system where uh, migrants would come, they'd work seasonally, they'd return home, 
and then you know the cycle would repeat. We made it harder for people to go back if they wanted to come in and come in if they wanted to go and come into work. So that led to a rise in undocumented um, immigration. The IRA IRA law in 1996 passed by Bill Clinton and the Newt Gingrich Congress, the Republican Newt Gingrich Congress. It did a lot of things, right? Because prior to prior to the Newt Gingrich uh, Congress and, and uh, President Bill Clinton passing that law, you could basically uh, get into the country through ch- three channels, employer sponsorship, family members, um, uh, employer sponsorship, uh, relatives, and I believe like uh, like relatives like uh, sp- uh, siblings or, you know, parents, uh, parent-child rel- uh, uh, relatives. And they used to... Uh, they used to deport um, deportation for certain criminal acts was only really serious criminal acts like murder, rape, etc. But then we broaden the scope to me to also include misdemeanors. Right. So if you were here undocumented and you committed a misdemeanor, you're gone. But also, if you were here legally and you committed a mis- misdemeanor, re- then you were retro. Then you could retroactively be sent back. You could retroactively be sent back home. Now, this isn't just. You know, this isn't just uh, like I said, you know, a lot of people phrase crime. And by the way, immigrants commit crime at a far, far, far lower rate than than uh, than than uh, than um, people who were born here. Um, that's a statistically demonstrative fact. But uh, more minor offenses, um, a myriad minor offenses. Right. Um, negligent operation and 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 um, shoplifting, things like that. And so, and that they don't always, uh, you know, ICE doesn't always pick people up on minor crimes, but they can, and they do sometimes, and they have in a lot of cases. And so you saw after IRA, IRA, that immediately after that law was, and it also uh, had the 310 bar, whereas if you were undocumented for, in the country undocumented for more than six months, in order for you to get a legal sponsorship, you had to leave and then come back in three years. If you were here for more than six, uh, if you were here to a year, uh, up to a year or more than a year, you had to leave for 10 years and come back. So obviously people who were here who lost their documented status or didn't have one to begin with, obviously they're not incentivized to enter through the proper channels of immigration because they're not able to. And we've seen a ballooning of the immigrant population as a result of the uh, undocumented undocumented immigrant population as a result of that. It's very much our own doing, but because this is such a politically polarizing issue and because people like Kevin McCarthy make their bones by trying to scare people on on immigration, we we can't get a single law passed. So we still have decades old, provenly ineffective laws surrounding our immigration system. And I don't think anybody who sees the border crisis or sees the situation going on, um, you know, with respect to migrants and uh, with respect to undocumented migrants, sees it going on and saying, oh, these laws are working. They're not working. They were passed 20 years ago. They were passed 20 years ago. They were passed at least 20, 30 years ago. A lot of some of them even earlier. They haven't been amended since. And they follow a philosophy that being a hard ass is what will make our immigration system better. 508-996-0500. 508-996-0500. Good evening. Marcus. What's up? Good evening. How you doing? How you doing? Good. What you just said 
about being a hot ass is 100% correct. Thanks. They have to be, you have to be hot on immigration. They're not going to want to, now we live in a generation nowadays, right? I think you and I can both agree on this. I mean, I'm, I'm 30, 32 years old. You, what are you, 34, 35? 34. 34, okay. So, we live in a generation now where everybody wants to do everything right now. It has to be this second, right now. Nobody wants to wait for anything anymore. Okay? And same thing goes for immigration. Nobody wants to wait through the process to complete the whole process, dot their I's, cross their T's, and come into this country the right way. Now, crossing the border illegally is not the right way. And as seeking asylum, there, we, we should have already shut that off a long time ago. Most people that seek asylum don't even get it, though. That's the thing. It's not like that's, that's, an, that's a, a, like, oh, what an easy way to get in. All you have to do is say asylum. Most people don't even win their asylum cases. And, and it's not because their asylum cases are BS. In a lot of cases, uh, political asylees, I think in a lot of cases, um, should be granted asylum. It's just we've had, again, our Supreme Court precedents and, and laws that don't uh, that don't adequately, I, I think, uh, define what it means to be an asylee. Now, what they're doing, though, is they're letting these people seek asylum. They're coming into this country and they're they're assigned a court date. Am I right? Mm-hmm. So have that kind of like yeah on there. Yeah, they're now, going to court date. Now, when they don't show up to their court date, what do we have? We send out what warrants? Uh, yeah, yeah. How many people do act, do you think actually go under the radar, okay, and don't get arrested or don't get deported? Because ICE in, where was it, in um, Dartmouth, wasn't it? ICE, like yeah. What about? Like a, a sta- yeah, there was like a station over here in Dartmouth. I, I think yeah, it got shut, yeah, that got shut down it by, got shut down. yeah. By who, who shut it down? Uh, the Biden administration. The Biden administration shut it down. Mm-hmm. So, so if they're shutting ICE detention, uh, ICE ICE centers down, and 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 you know, shifting these people around to different ICE, you know, whatever you want to call them, headquarters. Um, how are we able? But the to the, track the amount of people that run that that return to their court dates is in like the ninety percent. It's not like it's not like nobody shows up. It's like ninety percent, something like that, ninety some odd percent. It's a lot. Most people do show up for their court dates. They just don't get that the ten percent. That ten percent of people, though, Marcus, that's still. That's it's still more than ninety percent, but still, even still, it's not. It's not a yeah, high number. Well, it's not a high number of people that don't show up. All right. So my other my other point though um, is, uh, oh God, I just lost my train of thought. It's okay. That happened. This happened to me twice today. Once on Tim's show, and then I had to text him the uh, app <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> happens. Um, oh god, I just completely lost my train of thought. Well, if you, um, yeah. Do, if do you want to call back or, or shoot me a message? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I will. All right, thanks, John. Appreciate yeah. it. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. Yeah, you know there was a. I can't remember the the case name, but it was back in the around this time in the nineties. The Supreme Court had ruled. There was someone who fleed the Guatemala. It was in the middle of the Guatemalan Civil War again, a direct result of U.S. foreign policy. But in the middle of the that went on for fifty years. 
when I, the, in the middle of the Guatemalan civil, civil War, someone was conscripted. Someone's conscripted by the government, right? So drafted to the Guatemalan Civil War. They did not want to fight in the Guatemalan Civil War. They didn't want to participate in it. They left, right? They left because they didn't want to be conscripted into a political war. And so that person saw asylee status, went all the way up to the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court, for some reason, said conscription into an army for a civil war is not a political, a politically based reason, uh, not a politically enough based reason for asylum. So I think our definition of what an asylee is legally, I, I think it has to be, has to be improved upon anyway. Let's go back to the phones. Good evening. Good evening. Hey, I just remember what it was. Okay. Um, the, uh, I think you just said about five minutes ago, you were talking about them. Um, I think you said that they, they're mostly not criminals. Or they don't they don't commit crimes is that what, something along those lines mm-hmm. now is that crimes in other countries or crimes in the United States yeah I, I mean in crimes in the United States it's crimes in the United States uh, I believe which is what would matter to us right well I mean if they're criminals yeah, I, from from their countries that we don't know about and they're coming into this country I think I'd want to know that before they came into this country don't you think yeah so I mean that that yeah it's it's all fine and dandy that it's a fact, you know it's a true fact that they're not criminals yet in our country, but they could be criminals that are coming from their own country, yeah, but not being reported as criminals. Yeah, but is that a reason to keep people out? Is because they might be a absolutely criminal? Absolutely, this person absolutely. might. We're not sure that this person's a criminal. We can't verify it, but they might be a criminal. So let's keep them out. And what's a criminal? What kind of criminal are we talking about? I know I don't know about you, but I don't want I don't want criminals from other countries. Again, most of them don't commit crimes. The overwhelming majority of them don't commit crimes. Therefore, they are not criminals. Let's say they were, and let's say for argument's sake, they were criminals in Nicaragua or or Honduras or wherever, and they didn't commit crimes here. What would that matter to us? They're they obviously committed crimes in, in. in Nicaragua. Right, but what would it matter to us? Uh, or wherever. Yeah, but what I'm saying is most, again, most of them aren't criminals. <laughs> Overwhelming majority of them aren't criminals. That we don't, right, that, that we don't know of, though. That's what, we don't know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. the people that we're, that we're bringing into We should country, be vetting, yeah, I mean, people should be vetted, we, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Listen, I, I, I'm going to tell you, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share something with you real quick. It, it'll take me like a second. Sure. Uh, well, not a second, but like probably like 30 seconds. I got Anyways. You. Um, when, uh, and I'm, I'm going back to when I was in Afghanistan, right? When we were there, we had to take, they, they had like this big, like, um, computer thing that we put up to our eyes, right? And we had to take a picture of their, of their eyes, you know, of their eyes. And it scanned like their whole retina and their, everything, right? And it took a picture of their face and it put them into a database, like just regular civilians that were in there, you know, just regular people. And that's how we kept track of these. We were tracking these these individuals. We we were literally tracking them. Yeah. And you know, it's it's that's the kind of vetting we need for these people that that are coming into our our country. We need to track these people where they go, what they're doing, where they're working. So that way, if they do skip their date for court, yeah, 
okay, now you know exactly well, there was where a case, they are. There was a case management system that uh, the Obama administration had, and then uh, Trump scuttled it uh, for one reason or another. But there's there's ways to do it for sure. There's ca- case uh, a case management system is, is something that's been implemented. I don't know if it still is. I don't know if it is again now. But uh, there there are way, definitely ways to do that that have been done. Yeah, yeah. All right, Marcus. I'll, uh, I'll talk to you on Monday. Sure. Thanks for the call. 508-996-0500. I'm going to take a break. We'll be right back. Listen to us live anywhere in the world on the WBSM app. The next disaster is coming. The time to get ready is now. Make a plan. Identify meetup locations and people you'll need to contact. Put your contact list in your wallet, on your phone, and somewhere visible in your home. Build a kit. Store enough food and water for three days. Don't forget your pets. And consider buying a pre-made kit. Keep at least seven days of medication on hand. Work with your pharmacist and insurance company to secure the extra doses. Make copies of important documents. Keep them on your phone, in the cloud, or on a USB stick. Stay informed. Learn about local hazards. Take courses in CPR and first aid. And sign up for local alert systems. An early warning can give you the time you need to prepare for a fast-moving disaster. Be ready. Learn more at americares.org slash send us in. Veterans and their families are popular targets for financial fraud. Scammers may try to defraud you through misleading commercials, emails, texts, cold calls, or online ads. They may even pose as someone from VA or an organization providing discounts on fees for services. But VA will never charge you for processing a claim. Do not provide your personal information to anyone other than a VA-accredited representative. To find a representative near you, visit va.gov forward slash find dash web. Marcus McCarthy. South Coast Tonight is the place to react to all of the day's news and where they make some news of their own. Back to the talk now on WBSM. And we're back closing out Friday night. Thanks so much for joining me. 508-996-0500. If you want to get the last word in before the weekend, you want to stay tuned for our great weekend programming too. We have uh, in the morning, we have Brian Thomas from Brian's Beat. The, uh, from 9 to noon, we have, uh, that's 7 to 9, from 9 to noon, we have Ken Pittman of the Ken Pittman Show. And from 12 to 1, we have Money Matters with Jose Matos. A great show if you want some advice on wealth building and financial um, uh, financial management. And uh, from 1 to 4, the Jess Machado, uh, Machado Show with Jess Machado. Appreciate Jess filling in for me earlier in the week, and uh, she did a great job Barry, on Barry's today as well. And on Sunday we have Town Square Phillips, uh, Town Square Phillips, Town Square Sunday with Jim Phillips, and of course we have a new news weekend news uh, news person that is Adam Bass, Adam Bass of Mass. He is the new uh, news person taking over for Jim Phillips at the helm on Saturdays, uh, and. And uh, he's done a great job so far. Great addition to the team. Appreciate the work that Adam is doing um, for the weekend news and uh, for going to city council meetings. So 508-996-0500. We can also take your messages on the app chat if you want to get your last word. And again, congrats to Joe in New Bedford who won the Red Sox ticket. Said he wanted to take his 90-year-old father. Um, He's not sure how many games left he can take uh, his father to. And uh, I think that's really cool. 
So uh, we did a drawing. Joe won. And uh, he wins the Red Sox tickets. It's um, four tickets Sunday, May 13th, Mother's Day at 7 p.m. From the uh, former New Bedford Mayor Scott Lang. They're his season tickets. Uh, he's, of course, the principal attorney at the Lang, Exaferis, and Bullard Law Firm, a staple uh, law firm in the South Coast. So great, uh, uh, a great place to go for legal services and also an excellent sponsor of this program. Thank you to former New, Be- New Bedford Mayor Scott Lang for, bring, uh, for his generosity and giving us those tickets to give away to you guys. Really love that segment. I believe he did send those tickets over. I, I texted him the email address. All right. One more break, and then we're going to finish out the weekend strong. You ready? (laughs) Welcome back. Good evening. Hello. Yeah, hi. Uh, First-time caller and actually first-time listener, so I apologize. I'm not really uh, aware of... You know, if you have a political slant or if the station has a political slant, but I just wanted to comment on what I did here. And I really appreciate your measured uh, approach to the immigration issue, which is what I heard. Um, whatever side you're on of the issue, being able to deal with the facts, understand the facts, and then make informed um opinions is, is, is vital to what we're going to need to do to get anywhere with any of the issues that we have in the country today. And that's just, it's refreshing to hear that. Just wanted to say that. Thank you. I appreciate the call. Thanks for your listenership. Yep. Love that new listener, new caller. Love it. Um, yeah, uh, I do my best. Um, some people appreciate it more than others. Uh, the station doesn't have a particular political slant. I think we have a diversity of uh, opinions throughout each of our hosts. Obviously, me and Barry uh, have different views on things. Um, uh, me and Tim have similar views on things. Uh, and uh, the, I would say there's more conservative hosts than uh, than more left-leaning hosts, for sure. But um, I think we do a good job with diversity of opinion here at WBSM. And uh, that's what... Uh, that's what... Uh, gives us, uh, I think, a great audience. So, I do appreciate that. It was very nice, very nice way to end uh, end the week. Um, take you into the weekend. Uh, really excited for Monday. Uh, we've got uh, a good. We've got a good lineup of guests uh, for next week as well. I've got uh, Tony Cabral, State Rep. Tony Cabral, coming in. On Wednesday, we've got school committee candidate uh, Jim O'Brien on Tuesday. We've got uh, uh, Jared Valenzola guest hosting with me um, next Monday. And uh, Chris and I will be talking to you guys as well. So thank you so much for tuning in this week. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight. Congrats to Joe from New Bedford who won the Red Sox tickets. I hope he's able to bring his dad to the Red Sox game. And uh, and it's going to be a good time. So And thanks to the... Uh, former New Bedford Mayor Scott Lang and the law firm of Lang, Exaferis, and Bullard for giving us those tickets to give away to you guys. So thank you so much. Okay, that's it. Again, you want to stay tuned tomorrow. We've got Brian the Cabbie from 7 to 9. We've got Ken Pittman from 9 to noon. We've got Jose Matos for Money Matters, 12 to 1. We've got Jess Machado, 1 to 4. And then Town Square Sunday with Jim Phillips at 6 and 11. So great weekend programming and